0: Is there someone in your life that you wish would better prioritize their health? Someone you want to help make change? Have you considered buying them some personal training sessions for Christmas, a Peloton, or the latest, trendiest drinking jug to help them reach their hydration goals? Let's chat, friends. I promise there's a better way than that not-so-subtle hint about their health. Today we're diving into what to do when you want to help someone make change. Welcome to the Fit Feed, Buy Read podcast, episode number six here, and today we're diving into a top frequently asked question in my world. People ask all the time, how do I help someone make change? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what works and what doesn't. You are listening to the health and fitness podcast for the female millennial. Step off the roller coaster of yo-yo diet and fitness trends with sustainable solutions to make positive habit change. Learn to stress less, eat smart, and move more with me, Coach Reed, and the fit-for-life-minded guests I bring onto the show. We'll tackle one diet myth at a time, give you tactical ways to make change in your life, and deliver it all with a lighthearted quirk that you just can't stop listening to. As I like to say, it's an educational audio treat Better said, like a lollipop for your ears. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Today we are talking about one of the most frequently asked questions that I ever get. From friends, from family, from clients, it's so common that people ask me, how do I help someone close to me to make change, to get healthier, to lose weight, to start working out, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you really wish you could encourage someone in. And I have never really kind of consolidated my thoughts on this in one place, but I've had a lot of kind of sideline conversations with numerous people through email and through text and in person about this topic. So it felt incredibly relevant, especially as we're approaching the holiday season. During the holiday season, we oftentimes see people that we haven't seen for quite some stretch of time, especially given the last couple of years, you may be seeing people this holiday season that you haven't seen for a while. And it's also a time that we think about things like gifting things to loved ones and just spending time and chatting and connecting on deep things about how life is and where things are at. And so this felt like a very relevant topic. Uh, it's, it's very interesting kind of as we're coming uh, to a place of... Starting to see some statistics and some understanding of what has happened over the last couple of years in terms of health impacts, this concept of being at home, just what's happened with the pandemic. We are recognizing, hey, there's a lot of people that are in a place where they're either struggling a bit with their physical being or with their mental state. And how do we give grace and love and encouragement to those around us that may be struggling or working through things that we can recognize in them? but do it in a loving way that actually encourages change versus creating pressure that's undesirable and doesn't create change anyway. You know, I think it's kind of this funny concept. One of the themes of, uh, you know, as I was thinking through naming and and titling for this episode was this concept of people that want to buy personal training sessions for loved ones. The intent is so good, right? For most people, the heart is in the right place. Well, I want to help them and I want to encourage them. And I know that it's not particularly cheap. So I've thought it would be a good gift. It's something that someone might not want to treat themselves to, right? But the flip side of that is depends on who you're giving it to. If someone has explicitly asked you for a membership to a local gym or for personal training sessions, by all means, my friends, have at it. Buy them the sessions, get them the gym membership, buy them the giant, trendy hydro jug, whatever it is, they've asked for it by all means. But for those that have not explicitly expressed an interest in wanting to make change or a desire to work out more or just a general thinking through, you know, hey, I realize that I'm at a place where I maybe don't want to be. Oftentimes gifting them something does not necessarily take them in the direction that you actually desire, even if your heart is coming from a good place. So let's dive in today, friends. I want to talk a little bit about what's happened over the last couple of years, some of the statistics around the impact of the pandemic in terms of mental state and physical state for those around us, because this is probably likely relevant to at least somebody that's close to us. And Then let's dive into some specific tactics around how we can help those that we love really make change. I've got three S's, you know me in the alliterations, three S's for success in this area. So we'll dive into that uh, in the second half of the episode. But let's start with this. Let's understand with some recent research what is happening in the world as of right now from a physical and mental state perspective. So. I pulled some research from a couple uh, a couple places, the first one being Harvard Health Publishing. So they did a basically a poll of electronic health records from 15 million patients, so not an insignificant amount of people. And this was obviously very objective data. This was not some sort of subjective submission of, hey, my weight has changed in a way that I wish it didn't. So keep in mind that fluctuations in these numbers, there could have been people who Intentionally lost or gained weight through this season. Uh, but they basically pulled the statistics from this 15, these 15 million patient records showing that 39% of patients gained weight during the pandemic, with weight gain defined as above the normal fluctuation of two and a half pounds. About 27% gained less than 12 and a half pounds, 10% gained more than 12 and a half pounds, and 2% gained over 27.5 pounds. So that's definitely showing, in general, there's been a shift in most people, a fair, fair, I shouldn't say most, but a fair portion of people gaining weight during the pandemic. And on the flip side of that, it showed that 35 percent of patients had lost weight during the first year of the pandemic. So keeping in mind, this is totally objective data. We have no idea if those patients desired to gain or lose weight, but clearly there's been a lot of fluctuations over the last year. The other study I was looking at was from the American Psychological Association. This is very easily accessible on the Internet. They conduct uh, they conducted a it was almost a year after the pandemic hit in March of 2020. This the study was conducted in February of 2021 and it was an online survey. This was uh, a response based survey. So they had over 3000 U.S. adults respond to the survey and share their experience. So keeping in mind, obviously, there's more subjective nature to this than the other study because people were able to express uh, kind of shifts within their stress levels and shifts within weight that were either desired or undesired. So 78% of respondents said that the COVID-19 pandemic was a major stressor for them. On the more uh, physical side of things, 61% of respondents said that they had experienced an undesired weight change since the start of the the pandemic. 42% said that they had experienced undesired weight gain and 18% said that they had experienced undesired weight loss. Now, here's the interesting part to me. Those who reported undesired weight gain, the average weight gain was 29 pounds. So if we're to compare that with the other more objective study, obviously this is showing that there probably was more respondents for this study specifically that had gone through some sort of significant change and were interested in expressing that. Uh, But either way, we can definitely take away from analysis of these two studies, hey, there's been some psychological and some physical shifts that have happened over the last year and a half, right? And so thinking about this as we go into the holidays, oftentimes there's a few conversations that happen around this time of the year. First of all, we're seeing people that we haven't seen for quite some time, right? And so maybe they've been through some of those changes, maybe you see them at a holiday party or a family get together, and it can be, you know, a time of year for people, especially if they're in that place, that can be quite challenging, right? If, if there's any sort of disordered patterns around food or around body image or around changes that have happened in their life, this can be a challenging time, can feel kind of exposing if they've been in a place of, uh, you know, being a bit more hunkered down at home, kind of doing their own thing, not getting out uh, to family gatherings as much, because that's very likely given the nature of what what happened over the last year and a half. The other side of this is the fact that there are a lot of people that as we approach the new year start to assess, hey, what kind of changes do I want to make? This is that idea of the new year's resolution, right? People start talking about it, thinking about it. What do I want to change? What goals am I going to set? can be anything from, I'm gonna read, you know, a book every month over the next year to I'm gonna lose a certain amount of weight. We know, statistically speaking, that the majority of people do end up setting some sort of goal related to weight or health. And so it's a very common conversation. So as we go into this season, knowing there's been a lot of things that have shifted and changed over the last year and a half, and it very likely will be a point of thought or conversation for individuals, especially if there has been change for them. How do we go into this with love, with support, with encouragement, uh, if we're in a place where there's someone that we know specifically that we really would desire for them to make change. So let's dive in team. The three S's for success. The three S's for success, yes. Number one, we support them. Listen to them. Active listening is key here, my friends. Whenever it comes to anything in regards to food or movement or habits and health, it is almost always emotionally tied in some way, shape, or form. For most people, especially if they're in a place where they are struggling with it, there is an emotional tie to why they are doing certain things or are not doing certain things. So be active when you're listening, right? Don't be multitasking, don't be scrolling on your phone. Be listening, be intent, asking open-ended questions that allow them to really share their story and hear them through. Try to understand their struggle and what they're going through. Just listen to them it's one of the best ways that we can support people who are in a place of struggling through something. We know as well that oftentimes to get to a place of vulnerability where we're willing to even share these sorts of struggles, it can take people a while. Especially if it's at a family gathering where, you know, everyone's sipping a glass of champagne and and you know, watching uh watching the fire and looking at the pretty christmas tree and there's tons of people, it might not be the setting that someone wants to talk about the fact that they've been dealing with some some body dysmorphia or they've been dealing with some struggles with food. So if this moment opens up, be active and intent, right? Find a quiet place if you're at a gathering like that, or maybe it's over coffee with a friend, whatever it may be, listen to them and be active and intent in your listening. That's a wonderful way to support. Know that when I say the word support, it doesn't mean you have to agree with everything that they are doing. We can support and love someone without supporting or loving a specific thing they're doing. An example would be if you have somebody in your life that has gained some weight over the past however many months or years or stretch of time and they've decided that this is the year that they are going to make change by trying a new crash diet. You can verbalize kindly that you recognize they have the power to make their own choices and though it might not be a choice you would make, you hope the best for them, right? And that You are there as a resource if they have any questions or, you know, you would love to just be there as a support system, even if it's not a knowledge or skill set of yours to be a coach or to have a bunch of expertise in this area. You can still be there to just encourage and support someone. Right. So know this. You can love them without loving certain things they're doing. I'm not saying that you need to put all of your thoughts to the side and pretend that, uh, you know, your feelings don't exist amidst this or your opinion, shall we say, but recognize that you can love them without loving everything that they are doing. Number two on the three S's for success in helping someone to make change is skip the pressure. Skip the pressure this is a huge one my friends we really want to be intentional and being careful with the small comments i think that's a really big one if you've ever had a conversation with someone who was hurt or challenged by a given interaction maybe not even specifically to this department of helping someone change their health if you've ever sat down with a friend at coffee and they've talked about so and so did something and said this you'll notice that people catch on to the small comments if they're hurtful and just really the game of how do I go into conversations with whoever, whoever this person is that I, you know, kind of desire change for? How can I be careful of small comments? How can I make sure not to note how much food is or isn't on their plate? How big the slice of pie is? It's not really your business, right? How can I make sure that I don't make comments about how their outfit fits them or kind of approaching conversation with a judgmental Lens of asking things about, like, how they're spending their time, or, you know, suggesting that they stand up more often if they're sitting at a desk all day and move their body. You know, just be careful of the small comments because the small comments do add up and they have more impact than we oftentimes think they do. So, note that for sure when it comes to skipping the pressure. Also, notice and think through the fact that people are only able to make change when they are ready to make change. This is Huge. This ties back very well to the concept that I mentioned early on of why we shouldn't buy personal training sessions for someone who has not asked for them, right? I experienced this as a trainer coach in a big box gym setting numerous times, right? Where someone came to me and it was was the air of, hey, my doctor said I really have to be here or my spouse purchased sessions for me. And so here I am, I'm ready to work out. And it wasn't to say that those people weren't uh, you know, kind or wonderful to work with within those sessions, but oftentimes it came more to what happened outside of the session that was was a struggle to make change. If I'm working with a client three days a week, which is fairly frequent, right? That's a pretty consistent training schedule, but three hours of an entire week is like a very, very, very small percentage of the total time of the week. The decisions that are being made in the kitchen, that are being made around how much sleep to get, that are being made around managing stress, around how much you're moving outside of those training sessions, have a massive impact. And so with those clients, I oftentimes found, hey, I would give them their homework, or as like to, as I like to refer to it, their life work for the week. And that was the piece that really fell apart because they just didn't feel the internal motivation themselves to wanna make that change. And so making those changes just didn't happen, right? It's a conversation that needs to start in your own head. Think about a time in your life you wanted to make change and were ready to achieve something and you were fired up. You know this feeling, yes? And you were willing to do whatever you needed to get to where you wanted to go. If you're not at that place mentally, emotionally, it is a very different approach when someone tells you, hey, you have to do this, or someone spends money On something, whether it's training sessions, it's a Peloton, it's a a local boutique gym membership, and so you kind of, you know, sludge your way through it and you're like, well I'm here, you know, I'm making the most of this gift but I don't really have interest in doing anything beyond this hour-long session. People need to be given the space to decide when they want to make change because the change really won't happen until they are ready. Think about it this way oftentimes when we add a lot of pressure, it actually makes the situation worse. It actually creates the reverse of what we're going for, especially if it's someone who's really, really close to you. If it's a spouse or a really close friend or a family member, there often can sometimes, I've seen this in clients before, there can be kind of this level of a bit of like rebellion uh, in, in not wanting to kind of do what someone else is telling you to do, which can also lead actually to a deeper spiral into their emotions and then a deeper spiral into the resulting actions that are probably causing you know, the, the challenge in the first place. And so it actually sometimes creates the reverse effect in a way that we wouldn't desire. And so just keep this in mind as you are approaching those that you love in thinking through, hey, skipping the pressure is actually gonna get me to the result better than put, putting on more pressure, pouring it on. Number three, the third S, is suggest a sustainable approach if you get to this point the good news is this that person has come to you and they're ready for advice this is the point where you've shown your you've shown that you love that person you've shown that you support that person you haven't put the pressure on them right and that person comes to you and says you know what i actually think that it's time that i make some change I think that I'm actually ready for something different or new, and maybe they've reached a point in their life where they had kind of a a triggering moment that indicated to them, you know what, it's time for me to find a coach. It's time for me to start working out. It's time for me to figure out my mental health. It's time for me to start working on being more mindful. Whatever it is, that person has likely come to their own point of readiness to make change. And so if that person comes to you at that point and says, you know, I think I'm ready, be ready for that, right? That is kind of the the amazing, beautiful spot where you've already laid the groundwork of them feeling comfortable to even come to you with that conversation. There's already a lot of trust that, you know, trust, trustful groundwork that needs to be laid to get to that point. And once you get to that place, know that there's a bit of responsibility, but also it's a blessing that they're coming to you. Offer suggestions, have conversation, let them speak and share what they're thinking through, what they're considering, ways that they think they could possibly start to make this change for the right direction, right? Use your own testimony, your own story. If you've been through a weight loss journey or you've experienced something uh, that you've come to the other side of, use that, help them, right? Offer suggestions. And it's not to say that you are necessarily an expertise in this given area, if you are, most certainly lean into that and share what you can. But also know that sometimes it's just sharing your experiences and referring them to people or, you know, sharing information or a podcast or somebody that you follow, uh, you get their email newsletter or a book you've read or whatever it may be, sharing information that you think could benefit them can be a huge, huge asset. And once you get to this place where they have some level of trust in you, they feel good about seeing you as kind of a guide within this journey for them to some degree, this is where they really start to open up the opportunity for being an accountability partner for them. Ask them, say, hey, you know, would you mind if I checked in on you every two weeks just to see how things are going? Would that be helpful? Ask them, would that serve you? Would that be helpful? Right? And emotionally read the situation over the course of time, right? Understand, hey, okay, if you sense that they don't really want check-ins anymore, then maybe you pull back as needed. But know that this is the, the moment where the door kind of opens up for you to really actually start sharing a bit about your experience, your story, and to also be a resource and an accountability partner for them. And so if you get to this place, you are clearly doing something right. You're doing something Right, in addition to the perfect timing of them being ready to make change. So let's recap, my friends, shall we? The three S's for supporting and helping someone in making change, right? Number one, we support them. We support them. We don't have to agree with everything that they may choose to do, but we can love them without loving everything they're doing. We listen to them, we care, we show that we're there. Number two, we skip the pressure. The pressure really rarely gets things to where we want anything to go anyway. Oftentimes, if anything has the reverse effect, so we skip the pressure. There's no need for it. We be careful of the small comments. And number three, we suggest a sustainable approach. When We get to the point where they're ready to come to us and ask those questions and dive into this and they're ready to make change, suggest a sustainable approach. Use the knowledge that you have your own journey, your own testimony, your expertise, wherever you may fall on that spectrum, you share hey, this is what I've been through, and this is what I've found. If you, if you wouldn't mind me providing a suggestion. And hey, can I be an accountability partner to you? Right? So that is what I have for you, my friends. I hope this is helpful in your journey, uh, in, in, in working and serving and loving those around you, no matter where they're at with their health. Because knowing that, hey, the more that we are intentional and in thinking through these things ahead of time, the better we show up at that holiday party or Christmas party. The better we show up in that coffee chat, on that phone call, the better we are prepared to really, really provide what that person needs to help them get to the place where we really wish they were. That is it, my friends. We will chat oh so soon. Thank you for tuning into the Fit Feed by Read podcast. If this had a positive impact on you, I'd be so honored to have you share it with a fellow female millennial. Send it through text message or post it on your Instagram story, tagging me at Fit Feed by Read. I hope you guys have a stellar week ahead of building healthy habits. And don't forget, God loves you.